0: Caesar! Caesar, this is not how it was to be. In your view or mine? Violence prolongs hate. Hate prolongs violence. By what right are you spilling blood? By the slave's right to punish his persecutors. Caesar, I, a descendant of slaves, am asking you to show humanity. But I was not born human. I know, the child of the evolved apes, whose children shall rule the earth, for better or for worse.
1: Do you expect me to talk?
2: Welcome to episode 197 of Do Expect To Talk? I'm your host, Becca, and it's always joined by my fellow co-hosts, Chris and Dave. And today is a special birthday edition, as also Dave's birthday. Um, Yes, it is. And also we've got a special guest, Charlie Brigden, who I mustn't forget.
1: Yeah.
0: We've all had our party hats on.
1: Good evening, folks. The only thing, my history with birthdays in this show is Charlie was here on my 40th birthday as we recorded Star Trek 5. So the first film I saw that in this decade of my life was that, and the year before, we recorded leading into my birthday and that we recorded on a Sunday night and my birthday was like at midnight, you know, leading into the Monday. And that was the episode where you can listen to me watch Get slowly fucking blasted while commentating on Goldfield. Gold <laughs> I start off quite sensible, and by the end, I'm slurring and doing anal sex jokes. So, um, yes, that's my history with this. And it, yes, it's my birthday today. Yeah. So I appreciate lots of of quite, quite a few listeners have been amongst the people that have wished me a happy birthday on social media, and I just want to say thank you to you all.
2: I will raise a glass, had some cake or ice cream and jelly Charlie's message
1: was nicer and he's already fucking I've already said thank you to him so you're not quite as good as Charlie but thanks anyway (laughs) Charlie wins the yeah okay Um, so uh, we are at the last episode before the halfway point in this series obviously we've got nine films to cover tonight we're on the fourth which is Becca
2: tonight to review Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, starring Roddy McDowell, Natalie Trendy, Don Murray, Seven Darden, Harry Rhodes, excuse me, John Randolph, and Ricardo Montalban, with uh, original music by Tom Scott, scripts by Paul Dean, directed by J.D. Thompson and released in 1972.
1: I guess the point I would just start with, because I haven't had time to look this up, uh, I, well, I've got two points to make. Uh, because in the previous three weeks, we, we've talked about director. Cinematographer and music, largely. If you just listen to the previous episodes, it wasn't by design, but that's where we go with, with the making of it. I guess all I want to say is this is the fourth director for the fourth film, although he will cover uh, next. He will do next week's film as well. Uh, Guns of Navarre, I think, was his. Um, uh, it's called a calling card. Uh,
2: yeah, that's kind of where I recognise his name from.
1: But then he directed Cape Fear, the original with Gregory Peck and Robert Mitchum. Mm. And I have to say, I'm not one of these that says the original's always better, because that's not always true. See, Ocean's 11 for details. But <laughs> um, I would say the original Cape Fear, for all the sort of commitment of Martin Scorsese and, you know, Robert De Niro and everything, I, I think the original Cape is better. And when you look at um, Robert Mitchum, people go straight to Night of the Hunter. And I would just say, as a personal perspective, I prefer... He's Cape.
2: equally terrifying.
1: I prefer Cape Fear. Of, of the two films, um, although I've not seen either for a while. But yeah, that and Guns of Navarone, and apart from that, I, I don't know an awful lot about him. Um, I get Bruce Surtees, the cinematographer, Dirty Harry, play Misty mm. for me, High Plains Drifter, worked a lot uh, again with um, The Outlaw, Josie Wales, did a lot of westerns and did quite a few films with um, uh, Clint Eastwood, including Firefox, which I know is a favourite of Charlie's,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and Beverly Hills Cop. Psycho 3, <laughs> um, and That's various, various <laughs> As you go further on, the films get less um, distinguished. Uh, by the time you get to the 90s, none of them are that great, but certainly through the 80s, he was doing decent stuff. Uh, I haven't had a chance to read into Tom Scott, Charlie. Do you know anything about him?
3: Yeah, he, I mean, his most famous thing is he um, did what was probably the, uh, the most popular um, theme for Starsky and Hutch, the TV series. Right. Um, there was about three of them. Lalo Schifrin did one originally for the first season, and Tom Scott came in for the second season and did one. That's it's known as Gotcha. Um, I, I don't
1: actually. I don't. I, I've seen Starsky and Hutch over the years, but I don't even think I knew there were changes of themes. Yeah. So, so when they did the 2004 film, which wasn't that distinguished, and didn't know whether it was a spoof or not. But the the 2004 Ben Stiller film, I'm sure that was recalling classic music. Were they recalling Tom Scott?
3: I have no idea, because I refused to watch
1: it. uh, You were right to. Bloody awful. It looked terrible. Uh, It was, but I thought, well, because because in the previous few years, he'd done stuff like Zoolander, which I did enjoy. um, And around the same time, you know... um, there was just a few decent comedies in the early 2000s, like adult comedies, and I thought maybe it would be alright, and it really, really wasn't. Um, okay. Uh, anything motion picture we might know?
3: Um, <laughs> Sorry, go- yeah, I mean, he, he was more of a, he, he was a session, um musician, and he, he actually played on the, on the, uh, the score to Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and, and he did a number of stuff, and he did some stuff with Lalo Schifrin who did the other Starsky Hutch theme and did lo- lots of stuff with just lots of everyone from Rod Stewart to Barbara Streisand and working with them um, so his kind of his film music stuff is actually kind of in the background of it really compared to all of his uh, is as a music really?
1: So not to knock his career in the slightest. We're not looking at necessarily a distinguished motion picture composer in the same way. His fame came about and his accomplishments were built in a slightly different way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. That's really kind of all I want to say about it. He did the
0: theme the... tune to um, Family Ties and was in, and he Billy Jean. He was like did the the, uh, the main. Um... Like electric wood instrument. I not going to say in Billy Jean. I know, I, know what
1: you're about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well that, that's kind of stand out stuff, I suppose. I, I guess I wasn't suggesting he had anything other than a distinguished career. But like Charlie's saying, if he's best known as a musician his CV is not like a watered-down Jerry Goldsmith. It's built in an entirely different way.
0: Yeah it's, yeah, it's like a multitude of different things. It's like, well, I did a bit of this and a bit of that, but it's really extensive. Yeah, it,
1: it sounds quite impressive, but I didn't know the name, which is why I needed to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh Last thing I want to say, written by... Uh, last two things I want to say, written by Paul Dean again, so some consistency on writing, and another drop in budget. We're now down at 1.7 million. Um So... I've got no comment, really, on that, making the film... I don't know that it's a massive negative. It's not a huge drop over last week, but there's diminishing returns as we go through the series, largely in box office, I mean, that they're committing a bit less money to it each time. Mm. Um, that That's uh, that's it from me. Charlie, this is your favourite, isn't it? Of the uh, not uh, Apart from the first one, of the original five, I mean.
3: Yeah, I think, I think it probably is. Um, I think, on, despite the budget, I think it's, it does some really clever things um, that makes it feel like a much bigger film than it probably is. I mean, yeah, its budget was 1.7 million, which, you know, sounds like nothing. And it was still a fair amount in those days, but comparatively, um, not not huge. Um, and you, you can tell with a lot of kind of like the, the, the second tier and kind of background and extra... Um, eight masks and things like that, where they are actually masks, as opposed to the kind of actual makeup like on Roddy McDowell.
1: They've not um, built them up with prosthetics. They've they've literally pulled like a mask over their heads. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh, it, it doesn't matter too much because it's only in split seconds. And It's certainly really like you watch on Blu-ray or something, and you can find you can actually tell because of the increased. Uh, um,
1: i thought i could see that more with the gorillas than the chimps
3: yeah yeah
1: um probably because it, it's all kind of one color mm-hmm. and there's uh less articulation needed
3: yeah because... probably because the gorillas are more in the front in the forefront yeah because yeah. they are the ones leading the charge
1: yeah okay um Not me? I, I guess just i, I mean just before we go into opening thoughts on the, the film itself, mm. um, what took me by surprise, because like I said to you all, that I, I saw the original five once um, each. I've seen clips of bits and pieces, and like I think I said, almost contradicting myself in a previous show, oh, I remember seeing Planet of the Apes when it was present day. What I meant was clips, shots, and stuff like that. The whole films, I'd only seen them through once. Um, and I thought one and two were a pair, and three and four were a pair this is so much darker than last week. Yeah. And it really took me by surprise. It it feels very... Um, it feels very 70s sci-fi in that you've got... Go and watch films like Rollerball, where you... I mean, Rollerball's a bit further ahead in the future, I think, but they, they, they imagine the future as some vaguely odd-looking version of the 70s where the sets are simplified... And a bit less colour in their outfits And that sort of thing And vaguely dystopian But surprisingly clean And um, that has that And I'd forgotten all of that I'd forgotten all of it But um, this wasn't the film I was quite expecting What about you guys? Because I thought it was a pair with Escape And it isn't Because Escape is present day And this is back to being Some sort of dystopian vision of a future
0: mm. uh, Becca, what do you, what do you think?
2: yeah so this is the first time I've seen this film um, I was trying to rank the the downer endings as this film does have quite a lot of them Um for me this is probably like the darkest of, of this original series um, really really interesting tones of um, obviously social commentary um, still relevant today unfortunately um, but no, I think I was going to say, oh, this is my favourite of the series, but I, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but I think Davey you really hit it on the head. It is very very 70s sci-fi um, and dystopia. A lot of today's like dystopian movies tend to be very dirty, very grungy, very gritty. Um, similar to, like I think it's probably started by Blade Runner and that kind of ilk. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, this is this was shot on a university campus, so it's going to be sort of relatively clean. Um, but yeah, I think he really hit it on the head hit the nail on the head there with a kind of like 70 sci-fi look to it um it's like
1: if you go and watch logan's run it's it's very it's much dystopian like, like
0: but it's kind of spotless genre. it it looks like an office block i mean it's probably, it probably probably was shot in an office block to be fair but do you know what i mean it looks like yeah it looks it like, kind it's, of like it's, a book it's, standard
2: it's or, like, or like, a, like, like somewhere with a lot of um like brutalist kind of style yeah. architecture really kind of blocky quite oppressive of look to it um but again it's, it's very much kind of set you know that kind of like really even though it's got like an a- academic setting uh, which I think is quite interesting. Um, yes, I, quite a difficult watch, quite a lot to process, um, but a really important and necessary film. Um, and yeah, a really vital part of, of the series, really. Chris? Uh,
0: no, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I mean. Just, I'm just struggling to process, No, no, it's fine. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit of a mixture in between um, two different thoughts, really. I mean, on, when watching it, I was kind of, yeah, I think it's probably my favourite. Because um, it, it was actually really easy watch, really entertaining, really, engage, really engaging, um, a lot of darkness as well. Um, so it, it works, I definitely play for me as a as a viewing experience, probably the the, the better of the sequels. Uh, but as it was only afterwards, I thought yeah, but it does play kind of very. It does paint with very broad brushes, like it. You know, it, it's I mean, it's very lean running time, and. You know, it's it's very sort of it says what it want to say, in like you know we have like you know, the, the 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 humans wearing pretty pretty much looking like Gestapo. And you think right? Well, okay, well, what are you trying to tell me here? Uh, and yeah, I, I, it was yeah, it, it was it was very bleak but very kind of like blunt as well. But I, the, the issues, probably my main issue with it, really was kind of like how. You had um, Caesar going from inquisitive, kind of not understanding ape, like trying to understand the environment around him, to full on angry revolutionary. Just seemed to kind of ju- go for like jump from. It just seems to like just sort of come from nowhere. Um, but that's my that's my efforts on first watch. He, he, sort of, yeah. he comes from like sort of like trying to understand what's happening and and where he is. To like talking about revolution and power and and talking with such spite, which me you would be angry, you would be pissed off, but like it, it, it's just the, the the level where where you get, where, you, where you came from the start of the film when he came to the end of the film felt a bit didn't establish enough with the, with with that for me. Um, but that said, I mean I've certainly you watched it once to be fair. But that said, it really was like out of um, the sequels it was like the, the most enjoyable watch for, for certainly um, I
1: adored it for about I, I wish I'd done proper time checks I mean I was looking at the time now and again but I can't tell you exactly when it sort of started to flip in my mind it's my favourite so far I think although I was missing Kim Hunter this week I really was um but just how, how bleak it was without being that bleak, if you like, in that
3: mm.
1: I didn't feel... I didn't find it oppressively difficult to watch. I didn't no. find it disturbing. Uh, but there is effectively torture in it. I do wonder what its certification was. I thought, I must ask Charlie if he's looked that up. But um, it was, you know, there's this, this apes being tortured here. They're being beaten. Um,
0: there's humans being tortured as well.
1: Yes, um, and... You know, it's got that dystopian, almost, you know, Hunger Games feel. You know, of yeah. uh, these sort of districts that are under sort of martial control, and I think he's called His Excellency and things like that. Maybe I've got that wrong, but he's certainly got some sort of title of the governor. Um, my only severe, I had one minor problem with the film and one major problem with the film. The minor one is actually the same as Chris's. I, I felt a little bit that. I was really watching Roddy McDowell from the distance, for the distance he drew from his portrayal of Cornelius. And they're similar, but Caesar's a little less clipped. He's a little less he he plays younger. He does play younger as Caesar, I think. But he goes from um I don't think it's even that he becomes a revolutionary. I think it's that he goes from Amused by what he's seeing to almost enjoying the sort of pain he's meeting out, you know, at points in this film.
0: Like at the end, he's like reveling um, in the kind of...
1: I think even when they're, they're, um, you know, with all the weapons and that, and he's ordering Mm -hmm. all that kerosene and that, and I think, well, someone's going to catch fire there and you're kind of a little bit too gleeful with it. But I think it's a minor problem because I think responses to seeing you know, atrocities um, mm. can vary. Um, it's a little bit, hurt by it's running time, I think, in the movies were all it was about at this point. I, I look at this now and think, what a wonderful multi-season fucking Netflix thing this would make, you know, uh, just Planet of the Apes as a property, full stop, you know, either starting with Escape or even starting with the original and just playing these out over a bit longer. The major problem is was actually more of a sort of pacing and action one in that when the sort of final revolution happens I can't remember what time it kicks off at but for argument's sake it's like an an hour and eight minutes in or something Mm. and the last sort of 16 to 18 minutes of the film is just a mass of that stuff and by the end I was sort of losing a bit of interest, the tension as it started as we think are the humans going to fire on them or not are they going to fire or not, reminds me of I think it's Dawn, I can't remember which one, I think it's Dawn, where they sort of, the apes visit the city and you think what the hell's going to happen here um, I struggled with the last 20 minutes but the, I thought the first 70 minutes was absolutely terrific, I mean it, it's it's very dated because it's 70 sci-fi but I think they had proper conversations about what was going on, I think the sense of human fear of these beings was kind of real um, Ricardo Montalban is just wonderful for the part of the film he's in But there is still an element of why bring him into the town? Why bring him into the city? I just think you you were kind of asking for trouble there. Um, Brody McDowell's absolutely fantastic. He loses me a bit in the last act, but I can see why Caesar's called Caesar in the remake, you know, the the newer series, because it's channeling so many of the same emotions and Caesar trying to sort of engineer a rebellion in in rise echoes a lot of this um i suspect it's a fake my favorite of the five it's a bit of a toss-up between that and last week i just admired the balls of this because this is a series that was starting to get diminishing returns in box office healthy enough i mean if you're spending two million on a film and it takes 12 that's fine you know it, it was doing okay but it was it was you know continuing to drop away to go this dark after quite a comedic entry in some respects, until that ending, of course, I thought was was brave. And it engaged me, and Roddy McDowell's created a character that is related to Cordelius, but not the same. And again, you're acting through prosthetics and stuff. That's not that easy. Mm -hmm. So whether it's my favourite of the five, I'd have to think about, I I think if you forced me to say now it is, But I could sit on another day and think, no, I think I enjoyed Escape more because of Kim Kim Novak. Kim Novak, (laughs) Rob (laughs) Phil. Kim Hunter. Um, So, yeah, that's that's it from me. It it isn't perfect. I think the last quarter of the film is less than special until the last few frames, which we'll get to. Um, But before that, it's superb. Charlie?
3: Yeah, so I I think... In in terms of what you were saying earlier about um, kind of Caesar's arc um, being a bit too quick, I mean I I can see that, but also looking at the kind of points that really takes it from it. First of all, when when he shouts out after seeing that guy just absolutely nailed by the uh, idiots in the Gestapo costumes, which that's my probably my one kind of problem with the film is those costumes just it's just too it's still on the nose yeah. there. absolutely um, but seeing that and then seeing what happens to Armando that from got that.
1: To me. I, I mean, found that tough because I didn't remember that Charlie sorry to talk over you but just to say that one point yeah I don't think I'd remembered that about the film because I'd seen it once and I just found his last his, his last few scenes in the film really very sad and a little bit disturbing
3: yeah I mean Intents and purposes, that's his dad, yes. So, for the the one person that's really ever shown him love and compassion in this world where apes are slaves to be to die like that, um, the kind of the, the essentially the PTSD that's got to come from that, um, plus what generally happens to all the apes anyway. Um, and especially context. I mean, contextually, this is. You look at the same time in America. You had the Black Panthers, and you had all the all the, the, the people fighting for uh, for race rights there. And um, this so this is a very very acute example of life and politics infusing film and. Art, whether so, so I say, art is political, whether people like it or not, because of, of the time period that it's made, and um, because of the political um, affiliations and moral affiliations that the people who are making the films have. But I mean, in here, it's it's very obvious as well, and I think that, and then when he's electrocuted as well um you see what they're prepared to do um to make sure all these apes remain slaves. And then so with that and with visions of what the future is supposed to be, um, then I think that for me provides the motivation. Um I mean yeah, it's 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 in a film like that, it's, it's like like you said, when it's eighty eight minutes long, it's gonna be um increased and compressed at some point. And I think that, at least for me, kind of works for it. And then that kind of allows it to turn around his head in the last act of the film, where all of the apes uh, go nuts on the governor and all his men. And then, like, like you said, there is a touch of reveling in violence that is on Caesar's face. And I think because of what was happening in in America at the time, um, they looked at that and they thought that perhaps there is a bit too much. um, That's too much of an effective ending. Yeah. Um. But but, yeah, because of the way it just ends with death and vengeance.
1: The only thought I'd say hold but remind us to come back to it is I'd seen this film once before, didn't remember that much other than I really enjoyed it and Caesar and a couple of other things and Ricardo, but I didn't see the ending I thought I was going to see and I don't know if I've misremembered the film because I thought it ended on a note of sort of grudging mercy and the version I saw ended in unrepenting violence is there more than one version of the end of this film
3: yes yeah, so, I mean originally it was the, the end the film ended with Brett being killed and That's, yeah. Caesar being essentially now kind of like a, a in spirit version of, of Caesar as, as the title yeah Um. But then they looked at that and they thought it was too violent and too um, outrageous. So um, they kind of went back and they got Roddy McDowell to record a new speech that they kind of put on the end with some
0: uh, with okay. some
3: clever editing, kind of. Yeah. Some some. Um, right. So the official and, uh...
1: version of the film is a bit of a minor redo. And I've seen. Yeah. This one. So... Time the cut they rejected so i said the non-official but original cut
3: yeah the original cut wasn't released until um when it was put on dvd so probably in in the 90s 2000s yeah that was the first time that had been released
1: yeah okay that's fair enough we'll come back to that because it it really does have an effect um I don't know which i would prefer but i was i was just thinking i'm, I'm about to see something happen and then it didn't happen because mm. by then it was all starting to come back to me but um no that's fine okay has everyone said everything they want as opening thoughts yep all yep. right so let's discuss this film sequentially folks um it's not
2: it's a very short film so hopefully yeah, we'll I have have, done yeah i have, yeah, lightning whole... time
1: Apologies in advance if this is not a super long show, but they don't need to be necessarily.
2: We... No, I, I think it's quite good that the film is, is you know, it's not one of these really long, like, rambling, um bloated type things. It kind of does what it needs to do. It kind of is quite punctual about making its points. So,
0: yeah, I, I did I did watch it thinking this is going to be a short episode because, like, mm. a good a good like third of it is just like fighting and <laughs> yeah, there's a battle sequence. So but like, still, there, there's a lot to pick apart. Yeah. Definitely,
2: there's a lot to say about this film. But yeah, in terms of the runtime, it's like an hour and a half, hour and twenty. It's a fairly short one. So yeah, I was mm-hmm. of the same mind, Chris. Yeah. It's not, it's not, a, you know, it's not a criticism or a complaint.
1: Oh no, no. So what do we learn? Ricardo Montalbano's Armando is uh, walking an ape <gasps> through a city on a on a leash past various simians or you know, of the three or four different other uh, certainly the two different types in that we've we definitely see chimps and um uh apes.
2: We probably see, like, gorillas, and well, don't we? I think we only see, like, one Narangtan here. And... Yeah,
1: and they're being pushed the around. She's the exception. They're being pushed around mm. and treated very, very harshly, you know, very much sort of at the end of a truncheon. Um, and Ricardo chooses this point. It, I don't mind. I really don't. But I do find it funny when you get exposition in films from one character to another where you think you chose that point to tell them. Mm. You know, it's a bit like when in the Godfather Three, where Michael writes to his family to say, "Isn't isn't it amazing how I've lived in New York for four to the last fourteen years?" <laughs> there's a little bit of that, but he's choosing. Yeah, it does, this a, it point does
2: have a little puzzle exposition going on, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: Cats. There's a statue to a dog. Uh, dog, dog, and cat. And a dog cats, and yeah. cat. Yeah. With 1983 written on it, so mm. that's that's the year that sort of that those species died out.
2: Animal coronavirus.
1: And he's explaining that. Right they took chimps on as pets but when they saw how quickly they learnt and how adaptable they were they they sort of became servants and indeed they're unpaid therefore slaves um, the United States this is the bit I've forgotten the United States is not the United States anymore I don't remember this being a governor I thought he was like a mayor or something it's basically become a series of police states I think with ape slave labor, and they wear the different sort of simians wear different colors, but yeah. that's about it.
0: Yeah, you got no real. I mean, I didn't get any real um, grasp of what like life is if you're just like a regular person. It's you know, it seems to be your kind of um, like it, it within like the the setup of the of of the ape captivity really.
2: Yeah, we, d- we don't really hear from like the man on the street or regular people. It's literally from the point of view of apes,
0: well, I've, I've...
2: and those. Obviously, that's you know that, that's, that's what's happening this film. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things you don't really hear from the average person.
3: No, I think I think that's the thing though, because what you see is you see privilege,
2: exactly. and so you
3: either see the PPA, you either see the people working for BREC. you see the oppressor, you with see the oppressors, ape control. Or you see these people essentially living to cafes and getting their hair done and buying nice clothes and that kind of thing, all of which is um, is um, all of which is based on their control and use of apes as slaves.
1: I found well, I found both of the first two acts, particularly the first, rather shocking because I'd forgotten. Like I say, by the end it was coming back to me, but I I just couldn't believe how brutal and and straight they were about what lives were like for for apes, Hmm. and how within a generation, that's probably the one thing that, if, if this was even possible, that's probably the one thing that is rather sped up.
0: I would the, have
1: like, within, I mean, they say they say they do make a slight mistake. Actually, they say twenty years ago, the you know the Cornelius and Zira, they're referring back to the year it was made. Of course, it was set a couple of years after that, so it actually should have been more like eighteen years. But the point is, within eighteen years, and in fact, less than that, within eight years, because dogs didn't die out till nineteen eighty-three. Within eight eight years, they've started to take on apes as pets and then evolved them into menial tasks and then effectively gone as far as building a society based on slavery Mm. that is all rather truncated but at the same time there's a there's a positive effect to that on the film in that there's something quite sobering at, at, at which the speed the at the speed with which society has accepted such inhumanity they, yeah, they, they, I, they've I, just
0: accepted. That I guess got spoiled the point. class women getting their hair done. I guess the point would be is that they they will still still see them as animals, so it, it doesn't quite register. Do you know what I mean? It's not quite. Oh, it's just like oh, they they're useful to be able to do tasks. Um, the the one thing I did, for was and this is kind of reflects like kind of like the average you know, put man on the street or woman or you know it is is kind of, hang on if if all the, like the apes are doing all like the kind of, you know the, the waiting you know the sort of like the, the 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 low income type sort of jobs do you know what I mean I I'd would thought wouldn't that just cause like a lot of un, like unemployment wouldn't there be like loads of people without work and, yes. and, and and what kind of life would what what life in society is like outside of this and isn't this, you know isn't there like isn't that like causing more problems as well so that was like what that was wonderful thoughts like, oh, that 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 kept me thinking about what, what what what's what's the state of the world like outside of this like <laughs> Um you know, is it like just lots of like, you know, jobs not going in, just like, you know, the just just basically like the rich, rich the rich. and, the, and It's, the, it's the, incredible
1: but... because we, we've not had enough time for e- evolution, as we would understand it, to have really taken place in any, any meaningful way. So we've gone from um, them being uh, reasonably unsophisticated animals in some ways, although we know a lot of apes are, are quite intelligent creatures, to say the least, but they've gone within eight or nine years from pets to literally being try, trying to get them to mix mm. cocktails and, and make a bed and when they can't do it, beating the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, that's quite harsh, and I'm, I'm really on, a little bit on the fence as to whether I think that's a bit much. But it certainly has an effect to watch it. Um, so Armando is walking what we learn to be Caesar, um isn't he handing
0: out like um adverts for a circus yeah he's
1: gone into the city to advertise his circus Mm. and i think he's brought caesar along to go you know you'll see this ape and he rides a horse um but obviously he's got to explain to caesar or at least remind caesar that just be careful where you are people don't know you talk but in telling them that he kind of gives the audience all the backstory we could ever need and possibly a little bit more as well but it's from Ricardo Montalban so he sells it
0: yeah rocking a very good goatee
1: I thought he looked quite cool I'd be happy if he played Khan like this rather than sort of you know (laughs) blow-waved he looks super stylish I, I yeah I want to be that man (laughs)
2: <laughs> he just looks uh, good whatever
1: he's in with a polo neck as well <laughs> yeah polo necks so they're always great um, what did we think I guess I've got two questions for everybody here really what did we make of this exposition did we find it a bit much and a bit on the nose and a bit convenient and did we see Caesar as a different character from Cornelius is Roddy McDowell fundamentally doing something different here Um
0: yes and yes, though it didn't bother me because you kind of had to, to kind of get into it. Mm. Uh, you you kind of had to, you know, I mean, I suppose there's, I suppose there might be other clever ways if you have, especially you have more time, uh, but sometimes it's just, it's just easier to just kind of have, to, to get you in, get you in, into a film, just, just have like, you know, set the scene and then have someone kind of like, just explain it, explain like kind of what happens you know what's happened in the past few years, and uh, who's better than that than uh, Ricardo Montan?
1: I did like that. See, it 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 follows the rules and doesn't follow the rules at the same time. You know, show don't tell. While well, he's telling us everything, but we're also seeing it all. It's all being painted for us, don't don't you think?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's filling in the the sort of details like the things that the audience would have questions too, but you can't really sort of... You you can have, like, a statue with pets on, and a date, but you you, kind of had to have something in the dialogue that says, oh, they died of a virus. So you do need a bit of some explanation. I mean, you could probably get away without it, and then just have have people sort of just speculate, but... um, Sometimes you have to just sort of like just say, just oh, here's the situation. I think
1: the the thing I I struggle most to remember on a consistent basis is lack of home video, because although they were turning these out quite fast, first off films should stand alone in that, like, you should be able to go and see a Marvel film without seeing the other Marvel films. I mean, that, that doesn't always work, but it should do. But secondly, even if people had seen the previous one, they'd seen it a year before once in a cinema, probably. So they might remember something about a virus, they might not. Mm. So I suppose maybe it does have to be spelled out in this era. I don't know.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Um, so this is basically trying to get us quickly to a point where Caesar sees mistreatment of apes and shouts mm. out, lousy human bastards. Yeah. And Armando, with a completely different voice, tries to claim it was him.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I, I love um, Armando here because he, he really does try, and he really, he does kind of sell it. He said, "No, no, no." I said, "Inhuman bastard." Mm. Um, um, especially when the the guy gets him to say it. Um, and he, and, he, and he, he, he's almost like, for a moment, he's able to sort of like let it rip. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, again, it's the one person that's that's ever kind of shown compassion to him. And he immediately, without any kind of thought, says, it was me.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I really sort of felt for him here. There, there, There is love. It's not just in the other direction. I mean, I was quite touched later on when we see Caesar crying over him. Yeah. But actually, we see the reverse of this. Armando here is just desperate for what is a, a surrogate son. Yeah. Um, in panic, Caesar runs away. And I think that's one of the ways he's a little bit more impulsive than Cornelius.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I, a bit younger. Yeah. To me, he feels like a different character. Certainly. He has some of Cornelius's um kind of ticks as as like his sniffing. Yes. So his curious sniffing.
0: Yeah. Um
3: which which I think is great because he, he's his dad. But like you said, yeah, he definitely comes across as someone younger and and someone less with with less kind of wisdom and patience from that.
1: Yeah, Cornelius was very there's a much more passive presence and a much yeah. more patient, calm presence. But he, he's not a bad lad, for want of a better phrase.
3: No.
1: Um, although he immediately runs away, which uh, Armando is immediately, because he's really efficient in the first act or so.
3: Yeah. Armando
1: catches up with him and he's immediately like, well, you can't. we can't go back to the circus now because they're now looking for you because you ran away. Mm. So you now need to go and hide. And this has got... This has got a, a, a parallel with American slavery times, basically people coming yeah. in off the boat to be slaves. Exactly. And he's got he's got to go there and infiltrate them. That will eventually be his undoing, but he's got to go in and pretend to be an ape being uh, transported into the country as a shared slave. Yeah, um, I mean,
3: the, the 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 scene where he shouts out reminded me of uh, of zero. and and certainly. Um, her kind of impetuousness in the in the hearing, yeah, yeah, where she speaks.
1: Well, I think she does it in the cage first as well. She's just, yeah, she, just yeah. she just gets impatient if she's being talked about the wrong way. No anger, yeah. but just shouts something yeah. out. Yeah,
3: yeah, and again, so, it's, it's it's those two personalities in. A much younger body
1: but yeah I thought, I thought about it this way yes what you're saying is we're seeing roddy mcdowell in a similar if not the same mask and um actually he's got both of his parents about him
3: yeah because we talk we tend to talk about cornelius because they're the same actor but well i don't i don't know necessarily that people talk that much about zero's character in him as well yeah now that's a good point okay but, um, so i mean yeah when and when he comes in on the uh, with with the other with a cage of, of apes, it's one of the few times that we see orangutans.
1: Yeah, that actually is his downfall. Um, yeah, because they're coming in from Borneo. Which just skipping ahead quickly, they when they they work out it's him by the fact that there are no chimps in Borneo.
3: Mm.
1: So he's come in with a shipment that could not possibly include his kind. Yeah um and armando basically goes into the authorities to sort of bluff and argue that it was him saying inhuman and everything mm. else um and then we've got this sort of parallel between its
0: like spanish inquisition isn't it really i found all of this quite unnerving
1: mm. yes i, yeah, I, I had can't to say... of look
2: away at, at several points
1: well sorry we...
2: <laughs> cutting... I, I rewound it
1: well no we were cutting between um the sort of um, what happens to Caesar in terms of being sold and what happens to Armando in being uh, interrogated. It starts off quite friendly and, no, I said inhuman and this is what happens and he has to sign to a statement and then it turns out they've got some newfangled technology that is effectively, it's a light that works as a truth serum.
3: Yeah, and this, this is again where... Um, Ricardo Montemban's acting really, really helps um, to, to sell this film and how and Armando's character. Because, like you said, it's a light. Yeah. Um, but, but he acts the hell out of this scene. He
1: looks in quite he a really lot
2: of distress. He does all, doesn't yeah. he? I, just, I think he's. I, I, I love that he's in this series.
1: I'd I go back. That I go and he back really does. One step. He does so well. I would go back one step. His acting is elevated the moment he knows that he's got to stay around while they check his statement, the validator yeah. or whatever it is they call it.
2: It was an impassioned performance.
1: Um, and he's immediately like, he, he knows he's, he's caught and he's, he's done everything he can for Caesar and it's about to fall apart. Um, at the same time, Caesar's uh, sold to the governor and invited to pick his own name from a book.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he picks Caesar as if by chance.
2: Ah. Oh, nobody really expected that, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm. yeah. He, he didn't pick copyright nineteen ninety. No, he didn't pick.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, and then he's put to work, well, they've got him mixing drinks, which I don't know if he's deliberately bad at, but he's bad at. And he's sent off to work in. He set off to work on the set of The Empire Strikes Back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can really joke about that. I've got a fun fact coming up later on. It doesn't mention Star Wars, but very similar along it those lines. It very
1: much reminded me of some of that sort of stuff.
2: Mm. It's like kind of, as you said, like very sort of 70s sci fi, a lot of kind of like blocky type, you know, sort of equipment, very grey, very like monochrome, um, lots of lights flashing. So. What?
0: The, um, the guy with the flamethrower reminded me of like you know a random like um, guy on set in um, From Russia with Love. You know you got the random. You know, oh the
2: yeah, mod- like yeah, you know, ra- like, like a
0: random guy with a flamethrower like just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, are they called
2: Did this train training?
0: training? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, stop. No you're not going to be well
1: trained if you're burnt to death, is
2: it? No, wasn't there like an outtake or something where like the sort you can see the flame like up his arm or something. He kind of very nearly it, burns yeah, him.
0: You can't be really sort of like sneak one out on the field though, can you? Can't? <laughs> Careful. Like, yeah, like just like hide it under your jacket or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> ouch yeah um
1: so yeah the it, 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 he's interrogated by you know an inspector's not mm. you know we see through the film, and he's it, it they get him to admit that he had heard the name Cornelius before, but then it's it's an authenticator um and he eventually panicking so much. Mm sort of tries to fight back and eventually ends up sort of tripping and falling out a window. Um, I, I don't, I've never known... I've read a synopsis where it says he commits suicide and I, I'm not sure. I don't know if he just kind of yeah. trips
0: or what. It, it it almost kind of feels like it's, it's just like a mad dash to get out the room. So yeah. you're not entirely sure whether it's just like he just took a chance or whether it was yeah. he fell or it was in a moment of madness or something like that. I don't know. It's it's not yeah. exactly clear, but it's very abrupt. You think like, oh, he's going through a window. And then you sort of like see like, um, well, you don't see him fall, but you see like uh, what he would probably see if you were falling. And he's like, oh, it's just,
1: it's orientating. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: it's very,
1: I mean, the bit that follows, you've got Caesar learning of this and being out on the street crying. Yeah. And I just, almost the only time in this series I forgot it was like masks and makeup do you know what I mean? Mm. I I like believe that was a being of some type sobbing his heart out I thought he played it really great. He's got very expressive eyes Robert Brody McDowell
3: Absolutely, yeah his his eyes are amazing and yeah and in that scene he really kind of sells his absolute distraughtness What's happened, and I th- and I think that that helps sell what what happens when he what, when he goes forward.
1: Absolutely. Um, and where do we go from there? This is where we've got. This is what we're saying about it being a thin film, as much as we w- might enjoy it, because we're straight on to sort of plotting the rebellion now.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Um, the the governor's got like a, a an assistant, um, McDonald. I have had to look that up because I couldn't remember his name,
3: yeah,
1: and he's sort of managing the area Caesar's working in as well, and he's kind of worked out who Caesar is, so when you know they're they're talking about when they work out who Caesar is and they're on about sort of um sort of coming to get him
0: yeah.
1: um McDonald pretends he's not actually there and sort of tries to sort of sneak him out. And I like that because it's quite tense. And again, it's something very Star Wars about these sets. Um, and yeah, they're just walking down corridors and, you know, with, with the guards sort of coming in to try and find him. Um, uh, yeah, and Caesar basically then is sort of, I don't know, what are they Are they just sort of um, gathering weapons?
0: Yeah, they... I, didn't I
1: wasn't have... quite clear how they were doing this. Were they working in some kind of weapons repository anyway? Yeah. So, yeah, I did
2: kind of wonder that as well I kind of thought, how how is this all coming about but yeah, I, I guess that must be the case
0: yeah. uh, there seems to be like a natural kind of like thing that like, like you know the apes seem to naturally look at look up to Caesar because of because because of who he is. And he just seems to have like you know because he's he's naturally the most intelligent of the
2: there's still the hierarchy there isn't there, I guess to so, a certain extent.
0: So well, ca- the first we see of him is is him just
1: looking in on people who mm. are being or apes that are being slaves and like them disobeying whatever mm. it is they're meant to be doing. Like you get a shoe shine ape who sort of just paints the sock, in yeah, things like that. Does it deliberately badly just because Caesar's watching? So it's almost like he's. It's very like Caesar in the later series.
0: Yeah. So isn't the plan because mm-hmm. like, the, the plan is like whenever they get an ape who. who, who um Who's, who's disobedient or, or or makes a mistake, they, they send them back in, don't they? So you Reconditioning. Think, yeah, so you think that's kind of like, using that to the advantage to kind of like, well, get them back in so we can plot and and, and, and cycle out, do you know what I mean? Like, sort of like, sort of use it to their advantage. Um, I don't know, I wasn't overly clear at this
1: point, no. how they were getting the weapons, but they, they seem to have like these requisition chips, yeah. but I wasn't quite sure, and Caesar seems to like convince them just by physically being there. Mm. It works emotionally and and looking at it because it's got the same effect as Caesar. Like I say in the newer films, but um, the the method by which it's working, I'm not entirely sure in at all times. But I, all you really need to know is Caesar is now um, galvanizing a revolution.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yes. Yeah, so they, they, they figure out who he is. Um, yeah, um.
1: he is captured
0: yes he's eventually uh, captured
1: was it only me who found this torture scene fucking horrible Again,
2: yeah I what, had what, to what, look what, away what, <laughs> I'm what, sorry what certification
1: is this film it was PG I guess oh, really? there's nothing too
0: graphic in it but it's well, maybe,
2: back, maybe because back... it's, maybe it's
0: maybe initial, initial, I guess. Though, don't you when, like, when the battle though it was quite, it was quite bloody I mean, I mean back then there was really
3: there was there was g pg and r and
1: then okay. nc17 yeah, so, the avoid the well, actually wouldn't have been in nc17 back here because nc17 came in with henry and june the yuma thurman film so that we're a bit before nc17 but i think you're right on all or, the rest of
2: unrated, it unrated yeah
1: unrated yeah that's well I mean, because over there you
2: can not x-rated them. no
1: you can refuse to put it in front of the sensors over there. So it's just some cinema chains might not show it, whereas here yeah. you have to go through, yeah. Okay. So he's in- interrogated, where well, he's basically wired up to,
3: mm.
1: well, electricity. Yeah, it's kind of to, like electric shock. Uh, try and force him to shock, talk yeah. so that they can prove it's him. And he is really tortured, and he holds out for just long enough that I think he's not going to give in. Uh, Caesar is arching his back and in absolute mm-hmm. agony. Mm-hmm. The energy it that has to acts go really it.
2: well, doesn't it? I think it kind of it, it does kind of bring home like the I barbaric sort of age thing. Oh, but no, he does um it does kind of really well to kind of emote especially like as you say through through the makeup and that as well. So it's difficult to watch for me.
1: Uh, I just because obviously they're not going to um, really be putting electricity through the actors. Well, no, obviously
2: not. No. just the
1: the energy with which he's even arching his body mm. is quite impressive.
2: Mm. But I like all the kind of the, the technical effects as well, I think is is you know it really well done um, for a film of you know that was made around this time and on a limited budget as well. So,
1: Yeah, and as he's about to be, he does speak eventually. Breck is immediately. What's right. he
0: say though? Because it's kind of, it's not exactly clear. But he. Kind it's of not makes...
1: clear to me. It's clear, it's words though.
0: Mm. Charlie, do you know what does it's, he say?
3: I think He says like help, doesn't he? I don't know. I couldn't make it but out. It's, of it's a very, very
0: good help
3: kind of thing. Yeah. This is just enough.
0: Okay. It, yeah, but, it's, it's kind of like, oh, is that a sound or is it? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but they immediately say, look, he. he they order him dead. Mm. that's going to be like, I don't know, lethal injection or whatever they're going to do. But then the, the the sort of police are like, well, he's wired for electrocution, so electrocute him. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, and this is quite tense, McDonald is looking for the control room to this equipment mm. so he can lower it. And I thought there was something very smart and refusing to hold this the audience's hand mm. about Caesar... Basically feigning his death here. He seems to realize that he's meant to be being electrocuted, but it's not working for some reason. And he knew MacDonald was there, so probably someone is helping him behind the scenes. So he just has to play along.
0: Mm. I, I think you would do anyway if you know, like, I've, I've, I, I'm, I'm kind of, dead, you know, and 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 you expect this shot to kill you, and it doesn't. You think, well, I'll be smart and play dead until. Yeah, because I'm fucked up. You know, you you know, if it works or it doesn't, but you you fucked either way.
1: This is the key bit in the film. I wish
0: he'd been a little bit less
1: gleeful about all the weapons and stuff before this, but at this point, you're fully on board. He's just
3: been tortured,
0: Mm.
1: and the key point is there's one orderly left in the room, and he kills him. Yeah, and that is Caesar's final turn.
3: And again, that's it's very much, it's it's almost like the mirror opposite. Of when Cornelius kills the guy in escape when they're trying to get away, where he doesn't, where he accidentally kills him.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's the same character here.
3: Yeah, but the same sort of situation. Um, Apparently, the the original rating in 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 the UK um, was an AA, which is basically all adults, and it was only allowed people over fourteen. But they apparently they cut Caesar being tortured. And being electrocuted, um, so I, I don't know exactly how the film worked without those scenes. Um, but apparently, well, so they,
1: they, c- they they capture Caesar, and the next thing he's back out on the street with a with an army.
3: Presumably, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, and it, it wasn't it wasn't until two thousand and three when it was put down. Cause it was a fifteen when it was released on video initially, and then they put it down to a twelve when they released it on a DVD. You know there's been a lightning over time,
1: you know, and an, in, uh, an increasing sort of liberalness about what you can show at what rating. 15 feels about right for this era, if you know what I mean. If you yeah. said to me, no, what would this be? I'd say probably a 12. But given this is getting on for 50 years ago, I would have thought it might have been higher back then, pound mm. for pound. Yeah. Um, I guess what you would do is you'd see Caesar captured You would cut around the execution to have him say about, you know, getting the information out of him. You may even see him wired up and then you would cut to them outside where he says, is it done? So you you could get most of the plot in this. Uh, From here, I start struggling because this is where we get to the revolutionary bit. And the first bit's pretty good. But then it just becomes one big battle. What have we got first? This is... Um, he, he basically breaks all the apes out of the sort of command centre.
3: Yeah, the ape management centre. Yeah. And then they, uh, they go mental, and that's where you got the, the guy with the flamethrower. That was grim. Yeah. Uh,
1: but we did see that earlier in the film, mm-hmm. that they'd sort of threatened them back with a little burst of fire.
3: Yeah, and then you've got the guy, the gorilla, going around... And coming down the ladder and then jump, jumping in from behind. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that yeah, that's where some of it just gets just really violent. And, it's uh, really violent,
1: and there's deaths on both sides.
3: Escalation, yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: You get sort of apes getting out there, but they are walking past corpses of their sort of colleagues, for want of a better word.
3: Yeah, yeah, They're Not stuck, they're not stepping by them. They're just no. they're just moving on, because that that. Um, yeah, because that momentum is there now, and it's kind of it's as as soon as as soon as that bit kind of kicks off, you know what's going to happen. At least you yeah. you know there's going to be a big kind of
1: well they've got this is a big enough rebellion now that it has yeah. to be stamped down violently, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're not going to be pissing around. So this is now heading to. Well, yeah, this is. What would be the most? What would be the parallel in the new series if we had to pick a, a scene that was like this? Would this be the bridge in Rise? Would this be them coming to the city in Dawn? I don't know. It's certainly really, really effective.
3: Yeah, because the bridge in Rise is is, is it's it's treated. For, this this it's treated because I was thinking about it earlier when I was watching, just how kind of grim and stark this was but how normal it was versus when you look at Rise and you think about that bridge scene and you've got the the helicopter and you have the gorilla that takes out the helicopter and kind of where it's much more of a set piece and you think about the different emotional feel behind it and in in, uh, in Rise it's much more kind of heroic as it were the, the, the sides are very defi- very well defined yeah. of who whose side you're on. Yes. Whereas here it's it's a bit more muddy. Yeah, and I think it is the lack
1: of any much of the general public there.
3: You know, it, yeah. it's
1: on a busy bridge in Rise, Whereas yeah. here you've got them being slapped down by the authorities. It, it's rebellion versus the authorities. You know, and quote unquote Joe public nowhere to be seen really um given the budget i mean it's reasonably small scale but there's an awful lot of them yeah um and we just go into like basically a big battle here it was quite tense to start with because you really weren't sure if they were going to fire on the apes as the armed apes come towards them because they pause for quite a while and then all of a sudden there's a big blast of fire to distract and we go yeah. into, like, quite a muddy mess of a scene for quite a while. I don't know what anyone else thought, but there seemed to be ten minutes plus of just, like, a mass of stuff.
0: Well, it's still just battle stuff, isn't it? You sort of see things escalate, so they break out from, um, from the captivity place and they go out on the streets and then they have, like, armed people with machine guns. You see lots of apes mowed down. And then they seem to be going, coming back again. And you think and you're thinking they're going to be mowed down, but you know they're they're, they're, they're coming up behind them. So um, whether you know, whether that's uh, them them learning, but but basically sort of they just ambush them and just just, just kill them all and then carry on. So they continue on to like the main control room, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I know
1: it's just a, a load of like action and stuff, um,
0: and, brutal course... and
1: brutal violence, and brutal violence. probably shot. And edited relatively quickly for its era in a way that it doesn't linger on too much yeah but I mean even by implication the battering the humans get when they're subjugated and things like that and the dead bodies and stuff um, this is where I think we can get straight to the ending here really yeah obviously we get straight to the ending where the humans are or at least this cell of humans are beaten there's a conversation between McDonald and Caesar about, you know, do you think there's going to be uprisings, successful uprisings like this everywhere? Um, and it was just about Caesar's response seems to be mostly about we keep going, we keep trying, we will win. Um, but I'm, I'm there waiting for another rape to talk because I thought another ape talked and the governor to be spared. And the version I saw didn't have anyone else speak and the governor beaten violently to death, or at least by implication. Um, So there is a different version of this.
3: Mm. I just wanted to go back to the point about when Caesar was speaking with MacDonald. Right. And there was kind of a a great savvy little point about where Caesar said that others the next day will see this. And we'll follow on from this, oh. which I thought was a really kind of savvy point about the media right, and something which is certainly happens today, yeah that through the media these these acts acts of various types are seen and then replicated throughout not only um countries but the world i mean that's you that's how
1: worldwide when, revolution would happen anyway
3: yeah the, the where it was the yeah um one of the the big blow-ups i think um i'm not i'm not sure if it was when uh, the mark duggan case where you had the riots in london and then you had riots all over the country as well yeah
1: and, yeah, all yeah. Kind of,
3: and, and so that made me think of that but yeah um so you have the original ending, which where Breck is killed violently by the gorillas, with the, uh, the other side of the other end of their rivals.
1: So I've seen the original ending today.
3: Yeah, and yeah.
1: because I'd seen it before and was expecting something else because the film was coming back to me, that tells me I've seen both endings, but I've seen <laughs> quote unquote the wrong one today.
3: Yeah. So the the one that's been, that was mostly available and the one that was theatrically released. Uh, when Breck, when the gorillas raise their rifles and Breck turns around to look at them, um, you hear Lisa, the uh, the chimpanzee. The, um,
1: the one uh, that
0: Caesar gave one to. Yes, indeed. Um, she yeah, we didn't essentially... talk about that, but there there is a moment where they like go into the same room and like and she's like there like presented herself at him like something of <laughs> like Not literally, she doesn't have a minge up in the air or No something. no but she's she's batting her eyes at him. She's yeah she's like laying there like sort of, sort of like going well, hello
1: he's sent down there to breed. Yeah. Um and but the next thing they're like they're quite they're in quite a committed relationship probably. Mm. Okay.
3: Um and then uh, so she says no.
1: Right. That's what I thought. We heard that exclamation. Yeah. Can't remember the details, but I thought I think we do hear no. Yes.
3: Yeah. Somewhere, which is a kind of a callback to the kind of the stories Cornelius was telling previously about Aldo, the original ape who was supposed to have spoken and and raised up, right, risen up against the uh, the humans, and then. So she does that, she says no, and then Caesar then gives an extra speech where he says, but now we will put away our hatred, now we will put down our weapons, we have passed through the night of the fires, and those who are our masters are now our servants, and we who are not human can afford to be humane. Destiny is the will of God, and if it is man's destiny to be dominated, it is God's will that he be dominated with compassion and understanding. So cast out your vengeance tonight. We have seen the birth of the planet of the apes. I thought it was kind of interesting that they were talking. He was talking before about creating their own religion. Okay. I think in in the previous in the, the previous speech, and now he says destiny is the will of God. So he talks about human religion. I don't know if I've got that right, but it's it's what I remember him talking about when he just kind of goes a bit crazy
1: i i don't remember it well enough
3: yes and we shall found our own armies our own religion our own dynasty right i don't says
1: right okay so yeah it is a little bit confused that maybe that has got reshoots written about it yeah or, or or adr
3: absolutely so because of that they let they don't kill breck Okay, and it kind of ends on the city kind of burning. Right.
0: So, what ending do you prefer? I ask this question to everyone.
1: I, I would ask it of Charlie because what to, what Charlie has just said to me, fine, whatever, don't really have a preference, was taken a bit aback tonight because um, I wasn't expecting it. I suspect if I had to say one thing, the ending I saw today, the more violent one does play very nihilistic um, but I, I can't say I've got a preference when I haven't seen the other one in like 10 years so that's really a question for Charlie if he's seen both
3: I think I mean I, th- I think I, I think what he says and the way the way Lisa says no is interesting but I think in terms of in the context of the original Planet of the Apes and how we see how that civilization has evolved. Has evolved, then the original ending is much more kind of thematically consistent for me.
0: It feels more like it's got a bit more balls to it as well. Well, yeah, exactly. It's got a bit more. Oh fuck, you went there. All right then. <laughs> uh, but whereas, where, where I mean, I, I, I think I've, I've seen this like, on a YouTube clip somewhere years ago. Um, like a re-edited one, but it just feels like it. It just it just feels like you kind of you, you lost your nerve a bit, and you tried to step back a bit, just kind of soften it a bit. Uh, whereas you, you might as well just just go with it. Um, though, the the aspect of Lisa saying no is kind of lost. I think that's the only Joni thing, which you you kind of wish you could you could keep if if yeah. you could like have the best of both. But...
3: Yeah, I mean, apparently, so so I hear that um. It was done because otherwise they weren't going to get a PG rating. Mm. So that kind of been, would have been commercial death, as it were.
1: It does but make I, me think of The Simpsons with Gone with the Wind for seniors.
3: Yeah, <laughs> frankly,
1: my dear, I love you. Let's get married.
2: <laughs> yes, I thought about that as well. But
3: my 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 main issue with it is that because this whole thing of canon. Because the, the re-edited edition, the re-edited ending became canon then that was what they had to draw from to create the next film which is kind of a, the last time I saw it it felt like a damp scribb ending to the series.
1: I don't remember it except and- I watched them all very close together and when I got, I don't know if it was just a step down from th- film three three and four therefore I was disappointed, or whether it was because I'd watched five films in a row and I was like, a "Bit fed up with this now." I don't know. Mm. But I remember really not liking Bell, but I don't remember very much about it. So you know, we'll, we'll see you next week, I suppose. Sorry, Chris, were you going to say something?
0: Um, uh, I was, but then I completely forgot what I was. <laughs> 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 As you do. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah I think it was I think it was so I think would you would you preferred it had like the series has stopped here in terms of the full circle You would, now we see the start of the full violent revolution so to speak and then that lead, type, like, leads into like the first film better
1: um, I, I don't know until we see battle I think you asked that question again next week yeah okay because, because <laughs> when, when battle plays I, I'm expecting not to enjoy it but I'm very good at watching things with an open mind so I'll go in with that put to one side and there is a possibility at least I go Yeah, alright, this this sewed it up quite nicely. Mm. Um from memory, yeah, probably probably could have ended here, but can't say with any certainty yet.
0: The only thing I'll I'll add before we go to final thoughts is um I don't know if anyone noticed but the, the, the colour of the uniforms of the um of the of the apes. You know, you had gorillas in red. The the the, ch- the chimps in. Um, I noticed
1: different uniforms and but it was, green mm, and yellow for
0: orangutans. I thought that well, that kind of matches with what the the outfits are which they go on to wear in Planet of the Apes. I yes. just thought, so I thought that's kind of that was kind of smart because you think, well, there's a bit of a foundation there. Yes, yes.
3: And it's very much a reflection of who they are. Mm. Do you think red, Do you think very fiery and very angry. Mm. very aggressive and you think green which is a much more kind of placid kind of scientific kind of color
0: yeah
3: and then yellow because the orangutans are kind of yellowish yeah Yeah. that was such a complex.
1: yeah that it was just like yeah it was a little bit like well there's good explanations for two of the colors and we need a third (laughs) yeah uh, thank, thank, thank Lisa for her contribution there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> such a combat. Um Okay, final thoughts from me. Not a lot to add really. I, I just, I really enjoyed about three quarters of it. I think I would echo uh, Chris's point that Caesar's turns a little bit quick and convenient, but is ex- at least explainable. But it might just be it's short running time. But after he's tortured, it's like, yeah, all bets are off. The last act is a little bit muddy. It's just a mess of action. Mm. The ending, I, I really would need to watch both versions, but not just like a separate YouTube clip. I'd have to watch the whole film again, almost each time with the different endings to decide what I think of that. Roddy McDowell's an absolute superstar. We we do miss Kim Hunter this, this week, there's no doubt. But as a sort of dystopian 70s view of a sort of sci-fi influenced future, I enjoyed it. And I is it my favourite of the five... I think I I tried to answer that at the start and I was yes. And then I was like, I don't know. And I still don't know. It's three or four for me so far, largely because I don't really like Charlton Heston and the second film's crap. So yeah, that's it for me.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of follow up with that. Uh, Yeah. I I think it's, it's a very enjoyable watch. Um, It's, it's, it's it's very easy. It's very bleak, but you know, but very, very, very much watchable. My uh, only real issue is, as uh, Dave has alluded to, that the, the the arc of Caesar is a bit, um, you know, putting fast forward. Uh, I think the main frustration with me ultimately is that the the the, the subject of like you know of oppression and, and then revolution um, is something that has a lot more meat on its bones than what this actually has. Uh, it paints with a few sort of broad broad um it paints very broad pictures which can be fine at times but you kind of left a bit wanting a bit more that said though it's it is the probably the most entertaining to to watch um out the out four so uh yeah that's that's my, that's my final thoughts
2: yeah unfortunately i can't really add much more um uh yeah for a large portion of this one was, was you know just quite a difficult watch just obviously it's, it's very important in terms of like thematic issues but it's just like the the violence side of it i did try to look away um and it, you know it really kind of hits home obviously there was, there are various different versions of this film kind of floating around um various different beginnings different endings um but it's, it's really important really important that these points you know are made um obviously with all the kind of social turmoil that you know that, that was going on um and not only in america but also in, in the wider world um, in sort of the seventies and eighties, in terms of, you know, in terms of the case that um, that Charlie mentioned, um, happening both you know abroad and, and at home, um, and especially in, in these sort of turbulent times as well, it's still still starkly relevant. Um, yes, yeah, it's a very brutal film. Uh, fantastic. I'd um, say so standouts for me would be um, Woody McDowell and obviously Ricardo Montalban, definitely. Um, using all their strengths and it, you know it's it's um it's testament to robert McDowell's um you know d- diversity and um and skills as an actor that he can play you know pl- play a lot younger um and so you know obviously he might through the epic um epic makeup as well um but yeah i would agree with the earlier point that his his eyes are just a, i was gonna say magnetic if that makes sense you're, you know you're drawn to them um and they, you know, you say that the eyes are the windows of the soul, but definitely in, in terms of you know, in terms of his performance. They are one hundred percent the key to his performance here for sure. Um, and is and every time he's on the screen you are you are drawn to him. Um but yeah, I would agree with you, Dave, that we are we are missing the female component here. Um very masculine movie. Um but you know, it's a really important entry entry into the series. Um it does kind of have that kind of vibe to it. Um I can only grit my teeth <laughs> for next week's film.
1: I mean don't don't prejudge it because we we've all got different views on different things. Yeah. I mean Charlie knows it better than me so when Charlie says uh, it's not very good and possibly the worst of the original five I put quite a lot of stock in that but I watched I probably watched like five in five days and, well, and that's if true. it was and if, if it was the slightest step, step down from 3 and 4 you'd probably because 3 and 4 are entertaining you're probably quite likely to go I wasn't that bored bad. with this now. I'm a bit bored with this now. No, it's know? just
2: one of those things, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of especially coming to the series as, as a newcomer as well. So, um, but yeah, you try. I try to kind of, but it just in terms of you know gritting my teeth in terms of like any sort of like violent content, which is you know which, which is is fine. Um, but yeah, whether it's like the best and the worst. I mean, you know, we've been we've been through all the series that we've been through. You know, been through like Diamonds of Forever, Dine of the Day*. <laughs> Dare I ask? Um, you know, the the kind of the Star Wars. <laughs> Star Trek movies, sorry, that have kind of you know Superman, Superman sequels, that haven't been quite up there with the greats. So, you know, you go into go into these films and series with an open mind. So,
3: yeah, and I haven't seen it for ages, so my my judgement could be completely off base.
2: No, that's it. We, yeah, you can go into it with an open mind, with fresh eyes, and just kind of go into it with it with a clean slate. Indeed, I mean, I, th-
3: I think Conquest is a is a great film, and I think yeah, it's probably for me the best film in the uh, in the series. So, I mean, Escape is great as well. Um, I mean, on a quality level, Escape is, is probably the same. I just find it more difficult to watch maybe because it does have that light hearted bit, but then the arc kind of gets darker and darker and darker until the ending, and it's just really difficult to watch. Um, I think in t- in terms of female characters, yeah, obviously this. This is kind of Caesar's story, so they, there's not much room. But I think Natalie Trundy did really, really well uh, with just facial expressions, really, and acting through that makeup, uh, even in the kind of small parts she did. She had, um, but um, I just think that yeah, this film is it's really well paced, um, and it's, 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 it's it could have been longer, um, but it, maybe if it's longer, they might. They might have put in uh, more exposition. Um, and,
1: uh, once again, Lisa, uh, Lisa yeah. stepping in with a penis joke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's put what she off. said. <laughs> put my,
3: put, completely putting me off. Um,
2: That's probably as well
1: done. Charlie's lost his direction completely now,
2: Lisa. <laughs> I think Lisa wins the best quote of the night, I think.
3: It's certainly conquest of something. <laughs> um... <laughs> So uh, no, and you know they might have put more exposition or whatever, but I think the pace works as it does. And I think going back to what we're talking about about it being so broad, I think again with the time period it was made in and what was going on politically in America at that time, I think it had to be. I think I think anything more specific might have just not got the film made or, or got the film cut even more. Uh, so I just I just think that's something to just keep in mind. But but yeah, um, it's it's probably my favourite of, of the lot and uh, probably the best number four film I can think of, really. Unless we're talking Episode Four and all that rubbish.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, fourth instalment, fourth in fourth in making order and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Want to put it like that? Uh, yeah. No, I'd, I'd struggle with that, to be honest with you. Um,
0: well, well okay. I don't know, you know, uh, you know, Crystal Skull's pretty good, don't you think? That's where my <laughs> mind went, because I thought, like,
1: Superman 4 and Batman and Robin are too obvious. But, uh, and then I thought Thunderball, and I thought, no, Thunderball is, like, great in its way, but it's actually the first Bond film I was slightly bored by. So, like, <laughs> maybe not. Um,
0: Fast and Furious, with, okay, well, that oh, that wasn't well, that. No, I think it's tried no. by Five, didn't it? And then yeah, uh, Star Trek Four was pretty good. Star Trek Four
1: was pretty good. That's a fair point. Um,
3: Police uh, Police Academy Four with
2: the skateboard. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, suppose, Trans- te- I suppose technically Return of the Pink Panther. That's one series we've still got to. That's on our list. What's
3: what Police Academy? Or the Pink Panther? Pink Panther. I think. Pink Panther. Yeah. I, I don't
1: know. The or could Pink
2: the Police Pink Academy as <laughs>
1: well. What could you say about Police Academy when it's the same jokes in every single film? I mean, I'm not. Knocking, yeah, it's not about. Like, it's pretty much the same. But isn't once it? you commented on a couple, by by week four, when. And know, the, like, the oyster bar again. What do you say? And guess what? This one. It turns out it's a gay bar. It's just like, by the time you're
0: in and, Maho- and Mahoney puts, like, uh, I'm a dick on Harris's back on with sun cream. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Chris, it was Dork and it was on his front. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You ju- you're just not a city ass. <laughs> right? Sorry. Uh, yeah, so by the time, like, oh, look, she's got big tits. <laughs> but, uh, three or four films in, you've covered everything, really, haven't you? Um, Inspector Clouseau is possible, but even then, the last few entries of that are really poor. I mean, A Shot in the Dark's amazing, but the third film's got Alan Arkin in it.
2: It'll be fun. Hopefully, uh, you can get AJ in and he can tell us all he knows. Who?
1: AJ Chowdry.
2: Yeah, he's, so he's...
1: I know who he is, but like, I didn't know he was a Pink Panther guy.
2: Well, did I, tell, I was talking to him the other day, so we might be able to try and get him on, but he, he probably might not. Bit... Right,
1: so you dropped a reference like, we'd all get it, and it turns out it was something you didn't know, <laughs> apart, from, apart from in a private conversation with him the other day.
2: No, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was when... Um, because we had a sort of meetup a while ago, obviously, and uh, you know, they, you were meant to come along, so I not you. But I don't know if he, if you got a chance to talk to him before you left, or I'm not too sure. So it was, a, you know, it was a while ago. So. He
1: wished me happy birthday today, but I, I didn't actually get round to meeting him in person. But looking at Okay, phone, no worries, Yeah, Sorry about that. It's pretty short Yeah, hour. it
2: was. It was a while ago. <laughs> Hang on, Apologies.
1: Okay. Hang on, I've got his phone number, so yeah, I must have met him. <laughs> I can't yeah.
3: Has, has anyway, Becca been signing you up for a series without you?
1: I have no idea. But AJ Traudry, AJ Trowdry wrote or uh, co-wrote the, the Bond book, uh, Some Kind of Hero, which is oh, really, okay. really good. Um, but it's I've like just I've just glanced in my phone and without at the risk of sounding like a real name dropper, because that book's quite famous in Bond circles, hmm. I've, I've got his mobile phone number. Oh. Um, I don't remember getting that phone number, so he obviously gave <laughs> it to me at some point.
2: You're like, who but are these people?
1: I've met him and found him so memorable i forgot making him. Pardon well,
2: me sure. so, Sorry, oh, i I've got
0: that book, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah it's funny, it's, it's, I think it's, it's one of the ones part. that you
2: can't you dip in and out of rather than... It,
0: it's next on my reading list, I'm going to... Well, if you
1: both want to hang around with someone with real power, I've got his phone number. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: kind of a big deal.
1: Mind you, I thought I had Eon's phone number a few weeks ago, then I realised they do my gas and electric. (laughs) And it wasn't Eon Productions.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, maybe one day.
1: Now, the worst thing about all these series, I might know big shots like AJ Chowdhury, but were I to meet up with him again... And find that it wasn't only the Bond series, but he's a big like Inspector Clouseau fan as well. And I thought, Christ, i better drop some knowledge. Like, well, we covered Planet of the Apes. Well, you can see how I would end up letting the side down, Chris.
0: Yeah, it would be quite embarrassing, really, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it would. And uh, now we realise what rarefied me and
0: Beck are moving, this is a real possibility. So what do we do? I don't know. I think we have to go to experts.
1: Okay, do we know any experts on factage in
0: general? No, but we know someone who quickly looks on that IMTB trivia every once in a while. Ah, oh, fuck it, that'll do Becca.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's all I can do, I'm afraid.
3: <laughs> well, well, on, well, this is the best we got, so...
2: <laughs> Sorry. Did <laughs> you just go on and do comment and read it yourself? I thought um, she was
3: getting angry at you.
2: <laughs> no, not at all, not at all.
1: Uh, so we have it's no, your
2: birthday, I can't, you know so,
1: so we have no facts and no fun
2: oh.
1: Okay, well I'm alright with that But the next time I'm embarrassed in front of award winning authors I want you to realise what havoc you reap today
2: I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to embarrass you, that wasn't my intent um, right. But I have got some fun facts
1: so. okay. Thank God, you've just, shamed, you've just saved my big
2: meeting <laughs> I'll message AJ and say, look, we're on the way um, yeah, so obviously, as we mentioned in the show, um, there are various variations of this film with different beginnings, different endings. Um, for the US release, the final battle scene was cut to achieve that all-important non-X-rated rating. Um, and the BVSC, um, when it was released um, back in the 70s, the BVSC chopped out the torture scenes, among others, to achieve the then AA rating um all prints have the edited us version us version apparently now um and for the recent um sorry excuse me release it was um i think the only film to achieve a um 15 rating is beneath but the rest are all like rated 12. um fun fact number two obviously with a even tighter budget this time around as, as charlie mentioned um 20th century fox was still in financial trouble following a series of flops uh, one way to cut back on this was the costumes um as chris mentioned um, the jumpsuits were left over from Voyage to the bottom of the sea. Um, the ape management centre, like computers and electronics and phones and things that were borrowed from the um, Oland, uh, the Time Tunnel series. Um, and the the chair that, sort of, the, the Rex ape auction sort of room, the chair that he kind of sits in, like the big throne, was um, was borrowed from the first Planet of the Apes film, I think can be seen aboard the, the space shuttle. Um, and that chair pops up in various other Fox franchise ser- series and films. Um Fun fact number three this marks Natalie Twenty's first appearance in an ape costume, having previously appeared as a human. Fun fact number four, and this is, as obviously, that isn't Roddy McDowell's first time playing Caesar, having previously played Octavian Caesar Augustus in 63 movie Cleopatra. And fun fact number five is not very fun. This has the highest body count of all the ape series, um, probably about sort of levels sort of 50-60 simian individuals. So yeah, quite a high body count for this one. So, not very fun fact. Bloody fact.
1: It's fun enough for me because once you um, married that to the fact it's my birthday, I think. You yes, know,
2: happy birthday. Fun fact. It's actually I think, birthday
1: today. I, 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 but I think you know, it's the sort of thing where I'd be having. The only way I could be having more fun is if I knew of a party chat line, such as. Come on, call chat back. <laughs> So anyway, I haven't played that for a while.
2: Have I, I have played that for a while. have I? <laughs> I but it was worth oh, it. Oh, I'm so glad
1: hearing that again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, as for social media, you can find well, me. That's Steve's
2: phone up, number. Phone him up. Yeah. <laughs> phone me up and
1: I'll... I'll, I'll dive, I've devoted like it to a So um So <laughs> uh, you can find
2: me at Oh, kid. I forgot to mention him. I'm sorry.
1: At the past kid
0: 1976 on Twitter. Oh, you can find me at on Twitter. You can also find all the old... Episodes, which may not be on uh, iTunes or any other place uh, on the website which is in transco.uk
3: You can find me at mm-hmm. Films on Wax on Twitter
0: And you can and, find uh, this uh, And you can I'm also sorry.
1: find him within ear, uh, within spitting distance of someone doing Willy jokes that he might be related <laughs> to <laughs> And there's a bit of a sort of scene stealer as well
2: Becca? Sorry.
1: You're still too hard. Right.
2: Oh dear. <laughs> sorry.
1: Wait, Normal service will be resumed. That's okay,
2: sorry. Oh dear. Yes, you can find us generally by searching do expect us to talk across all the major social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, YouTube we're also on Apple, Apple Podcasts Spotify, Stitcher Podbean and Podbay open the Podbay doors how um, wherever you can listen to your podcast. I don't know if we're on Amazon just yet
0: yeah Chris
1: and
2: that's a new one to us are we on I don't know <laughs> because we are up to date with these things
0: oh, oh yeah you did mention it to me and I've just you've um, been quite not. busy it's fine
2: <laughs> So we're not on Apple, not on Amazon just yet but coming soon. I, you...
0: I thought Chris was going to have a poor excuse there
1: but as you can hear he just did not which <laughs> I think is pretty <laughs> well, I think
0: you've got. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's... it's
1: honest. <laughs> yeah. Have you changed <laughs> the photo yet because it's still showing up as Spider-Man?
0: Yes.
2: Whereas, I, have. I was on Stitcher earlier and it still shows up as um Quentin Tarantino. Right,
1: okay. Were you listening to a completely different podcast? No no it doesn't it shows i've got not. stitch i've got stitcher open in front of me it's spider-man
2: oh that's... okay what was i looking at though? i was looking at something maybe a different Oh, maybe Podbean then
0: maybe hang on let's have a look yeah yeah i'll 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 guess on it I'll we'll figure it out just in time for the end of the series we'll <laughs> be that'll be in time for christmas that won't it lethal weapon series hey it might be i've
1: really? worked it out
0: hang on so
1: it's something like that i think we'll be covering it around christmas along with our christmas commentary because unlike last year we've decided to do the christmas commentary at christmas this year (laughs) last year we decided on mid-january which was slightly
2: less
0: (laughs) christmas i don't know well yeah we we might have the advantage that we you know no one will be allowed to go anywhere so
2: (laughs) it'll be a quarantine christmas
0: yeah
2: or zoom christmas
0: with hilarious consequences um,
1: this week has been a little too conquesty for me. There's got to be another type of thing that can happen that involves fighting. Next week, perhaps, which means Becca.
2: Do you expect to talk or return with battle for the planet of the Apes?